0: Hi, I'm your host Michael, and you're listening to the Sleep Listen Shibuya podcast aka Shibuya de Nemonight. Today I want to talk about what it's like being an Asian foreigner here in Japan, specifically a, a male Asian foreigner. So first, uh, before anything else, a little background about myself. I'm Filipino. I was born and raised in Manila. Philippines. And uh, growing up in the slums was tough, but you know somehow I was able to get myself out of that situation. Thank God. Um, I took the N5 test before coming here. For those of you who don't know, N5 is the lowest level available for the um, Japanese Language Proficiency Test, aka JLPT, or in Japanese they would call it Nihongo Noryoku Shiken. So I took the lowest level and, you know, I passed. But when I came here, it was proven to be useless because, you know, I couldn't really communicate at all. So, um... Yeah, the only thing that I was capable to do back then was to read katakana and hiragana. Kanji was just way too much for me back then. Every time I spoke English, I would get this weird look from people. They're either confused or amazed that someone who looks clearly Asian or Japanese could only speak English. It's that same look that other foreigners, specifically uh, white people, don't get a lot. So yeah, the struggle and that pseudo-discrimination actually fueled my studies. I tried self-studying during the first couple of years, but it wasn't that effective. It was when I finally moved to Tokyo that... I decided to properly enroll myself in a Japanese language school and thank God I did it made a world of difference my vocabulary suddenly exploded and you know my world slowly expanded I can do a lot of things now which is great so uh, yeah now that we have that out of the way I want to first talk about the uh, advantages of being an Asian foreigner here in Japan. So, number one, you can blend in. Like, you know, being able to just blend in and not stand out is just a blessing. You know, Japan is a country where, you know, conformity is the norm. And being able to disguise myself as Japanese has helped me in countless situations already. From, you know, eating out, going to karaoke, movie theaters, etc. You know, I'm able to avoid that awkward gaijin to Japanese encounter that Westerners tend to get a lot. It is when they notice that my accent isn't natural that, you know, everything just goes south pretty pretty quick. Uh, Number two, um, clothing me being asian means you know i'm able to find the right size and most of the trends here look okay on me be honest i didn't really care about fashion until i moved here in tokyo three years ago some of my old pictures were just horrible and sometimes i ask myself like what the hell were you wearing back then (laughs) what were you thinking back then thinking you know that shirt looks horrible. Why did you wear that? You know, stuff like that. But I'm more uh, fashion conscious now. But I'm, I'm I'm far from being a fashionable person. But I can actually talk about fashion in probably uh, future episodes. So, yep. Uh, let's go back. Number three. Uh, you don't get random stops from the police. I heard multiple stories from fellow gaijin here about how they get multiple police ID checks in a month just because they completely, you know, look foreign. And you know, in Japan, foreign means suspicious, apparently, just kidding. And lastly, number four, it's probably just me, but I find that my native language uh, shares the same phonetics as Japanese, so it really makes it easier for me to pronounce certain words, you know, like in the, the Filipino language also uses the, the five major vowel sounds that Japan use like A-I-U-E-O. No Yeah, makes it really easy to read and pronounce words properly But you know my, my, my accent is still horrible, so Yeah. Alright, so not a lot of advantages, but those were like the the four common things that I realized when I got here. So now I'm gonna move on to the uh, disadvantages. So, number one, the dating scene. Uh, Southeast Asian men, specifically, are, you know, probably the You know, probably at the bottom of the food chain in terms of preference. Japanese women tend to think about Westerners when considering about, you know, dating outside of their culture. I'm in a very weird situation because I had, you know, relationships in the past, both Japanese and non-Japanese. But I'll, I'll talk about those things in the future episodes. So, number two, um, more expectations. Seems like, you know, Japanese people expect us Asian foreigners to speak better Japanese than our Western counterparts for reasons I cannot comprehend. (laughs) Eating out was a struggle back then because my Japanese was so bad. Meanwhile, my white friends get, you know, special treatment and get tons of compliments saying short Japanese phrases and uh, let's see number three um, jobs it is really sad but even in Japan you know white privilege is you know still a thing and isn't going away anytime soon it's certainly not as strong as it once was back in the late 70s 80s but it's you know, it's definitely you know still here. There's a huge salary gap between you know Westerners and non-native English-speaking teachers here. Uh, despite of having you know a proper educational background and an almost quote unquote almost native-sounding English, these teachers from countries like you know the Philippines get paid less than westerners and uh, number four you don't get the gaijin card this means that unlike white people you can't get away with not knowing cultural norms and unspoken rules of the japanese society so whenever a white person commits a mistake like i don't know still wearing your shoes indoors you know they, they can get away with it because Japanese people be like well yeah in America they don't do that so get away with it but for someone who looks you know Asian they expect you to know these things already which is kind of unfair but I don't know it's just me so yep there you have it my personal list of advantages and disadvantages of being an Asian foreigner here in Japan I'm pretty sure there are other similar articles out there talking about the same topic, but these are all from my personal experiences. Sorry if it took a while to upload this episode. I'm still new to this thing and finding time to write and edit this show is surprisingly difficult given the type of job that I have. Also, my N1 class just started recently. So I'm back to check uh, juggling school and work. So, yep, there you have it. Uh, join me again on the next episode of Sleepless in Shibuya Podcast. I'm your host, Michael. See you next time.